What's going on, y'all? My name is John Newby. This is John 20, 28 Apologetics and Lion the Lamb podcast on Spotify. And it's confession time. Um, this topic gets under my skin very badly, so I'm going to try to uh, start off kind of lighthearted to where I don't just go on some um, type of rant where I repeat myself a thousand times. Um, <laughs> so I got a confession. All right. Well, two. I grew up. I'm a. I'm a. Uh, I don't know if any of y'all know what I look like. I'm a. I'm a weightlifter. You wouldn't suspect some of these things I'm about to say, but uh, I grew up listening to Madonna, and I liked her a lot. I liked her a lot, and um, whenever the Backstreet Boys came out, <laughs> I hate to admit it, but it's true. I like them. And uh, 98 Degrees, in sync. I liked them. Boys and Men, of course. Boys and Men was cool to like, though. So, I'm, I'm showing my age here. So, I'm a, uh, I'm 42. So, but, I listened to Madonna. This is, so what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, this is coming from a perspective of somebody who liked her music a lot. Uh, I can no longer support her and... I'm going to tie into just how wicked the world is and how the world treats Christians and, and Jesus here in a second. But I remember, like, so let's just, let's just listen to this song. I'm sure you've heard it before. again Christian and even when I'm about to go over something Madonna did that is just so horrible and she's done stuff like this in the past but just something so horrible and blasphemous and so disrespectful to our risen Lord I still somewhat nod my head to the beat and these lyrics and I would sing this song as a kid and I had no idea what it meant I just like the beat, you know, it's kind of got the, uh, it's got the repetitive, it feels like it's 80s music, so, you know, I was born in 1980, so, yeah, I'm old, bro, but let's listen to these lyrics, this is how much, this is how, how talented she is, we can say that, um, and I hope I don't lose some of y'all, because you're not, might not be into Madonna, and you might be thinking, why is this, uh, a Christian broadcaster, or not broadcaster, but podcaster, excuse me, talking about Madonna, and it's not really my forte, but it, it ties into just how the world views and treats us. Uh, but listen to these lyrics real quick. So I used to sing this as a kid. So like a virgin is the name of the song you just heard. And of course I pause it because I don't want to get copy, copyright striked or anything. And uh, so people think that it's actually her losing her virginity but it's not it's she's been with a man before but this guy's so good it's as if she's a virgin again so he's like over he's he's in control he's maybe how can i put this well endowed he's uh he's the man 
like a virgin, like a virgin, touched for the very first time, like a virgin with your heartbeat next to mine. So an intimate position to where their hearts are touching. So, you know, you would, I would sing that song as a kid, not knowing what it meant. But I was just saying such horrible, unchristian things. But that's the power of music, you know. It's the power of music. Music is extremely powerful. Whenever a Christian or whenever a person is born again, so whenever you got saved, whenever you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, God, and Savior, and you were you repented of your sins and you were baptized by the blood of Jesus, the angels and saints rejoice, sing. Okay, so music's very powerful. We read in Thessalonians where Paul tells us to take time and sacrifice to write in lyrics and hymns of songs. That's that's biblical. If you ever feel like singing to to Jesus in your car or something like that, that's biblical. Make up your own lyrics. It's biblical. As long as it follows scripture, obviously. So music's a very powerful thing. And musicians are a very powerful thing so you can watch like a movie scene where two guys are just talking and take out it could be like say Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sean Connery I mean I don't, th they don't think they've ever been in a movie together but just like two guys that are just you know old school rugged alpha males right and they could be saying something nonchalant and you start playing romantic music in it like a guy just being funny, like making a TikTok or something. It completely changes the vibe of the whole video or the movie scene. It completely changes everything. All right? As there's a reason why they don't play praise and worship music whenever people are watching you know, dirty, unchristian things. All right? So it's a very powerful thing. And musicians also... When So when you want to control people or you want to control the youth, you use music. It's one of the ways that you can do it. It's one of the ways you can do it. How much, Have we not seen what rap lyrics do to youth? It's a, it's, a, it's a testimony. That's what it is. You don't think that the sexual revolution that just came shortly before, not, this, this song was released in 1984 by Madonna. You don't think that this... That sexual revolution had anything to do with the with this uh, new type of uh, mentality. Yes, it's always been around. The spirit of Jezebel's always been around, but it's this aggressive. It was in the past in Sodom and Gomorrah, but in America, this is when that demonic spirit energy culture ro roared its head up. It was there. But it got fed. The sexual revolution. And then it started producing. Where people grew up with it. Who had musical talent. Like Madonna. And they started writing things. And of course it's just springed on from then. Which is what we have today. Like that song WAP. I'm not even going to play that song. If uh, I got any um, old people like me on here. Just go to Google. And type in WAP. And make sure your kids aren't there. Make sure you watch you watch it or read the lyrics to yourself. Okay?
But but how how does all this tie in? Well, here let's get to it. So Madonna, who claims to be Catholic, is uh, so a follower of Christ. Now, obviously, um, I've spoke about this issue before, just to, not to go on a rabbit trail real quick. I, I don't agree with the uh, the Catholic Church on a lot of things. Um, um, I do believe we have pretty much we have the same theology of Jesus Christ. You know, we're we're all we're all Trinitarians. I believe that is a salvational issue. That is a soteriology issue. That is a a um you must believe in that to be saved. We read that in John eight. So I'm not here to bash Catholics at all. Okay. Not doing it. Um I am doing a video on my YouTube channel where I go to the historical and biblical evidence where the the Pope is not supported, but that's just for another topic. So I'm I'm just letting you know where, where I'm coming from. If 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 somebody new is stumbling upon my podcast. But Madonna, so anyways, Madonna claims to be a Catholic, all right? And she's on the cover of Vanity Fair. 2023, January, um, January magazine. All right, and she's got on the on the cover of it. I'm sorry, February 2023. Excuse me. Vanity Fair 2023. It's the 40th anniversary. All right. It's got a picture where she's depicted as the Blessed Mary. I'm a Protestant. I can still call her that because I do believe that she's a, you know, a wonderful woman. And it's blasphemous by the umph degree because not only does she do that with Mary, she does it to our risen Lord. But on the cover of Vanity Fair, it's a picture of her. Um, and she, she's got tears coming down her face, but she's not upset per se. She looks serious, but not like crying to match the tears. So it's probably some symbolism of how religion suppresses. Then it has a heart in front of her with a, with one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, seven swords, daggers through it. It's in front of her chest and she's wearing a type of cloak head, headdress that we would, we would, um, all envision the Virgin Mary um, wearing. Okay. Then when you open up the, the magazine, she is depicted as Jesus Christ at the Last Supper. And all the apostles are women and several of them are bare-chested in sexual poses, being sexually promiscuous, um, sitting on top of the table, exposing breast, eating an apple, with obviously it's a uh, shot at the temptation and sin. And Madonna is holding a snake. Yeah. And wine is spilt all over the white tablecloth. Then another one where the apostles are bracing her and... There's multiple pictures and, and photos of of this, of the depiction. So this is a magazine in America, and we're supposed to be a predominantly Christian country, Protestant Catholic country, Orthodox country. The majority of Americans are this religion. And do you ever think, I've said this before in other podcasts, I'm going to continue to say it. Do you ever think, I'm not saying it would be right either. I'm just saying consistency. Do you ever think that they would ever do 
anything like this with Muhammad with Islam. Do you think for one second they would ever do this? Well, I'm going to tell you a couple reasons why they wouldn't. Okay? Because they're ignorant. That's the main reason. They associate, the left associates everything with race and politics and, and, uh, this is racial uh, identity. It's racial po politics. It's pretty much it. It's, that is the main engine that fuels this absurdity. And they think that Muhammad, because the majority of, of people who are in the Islamic faith or more dark, dark complected or Middle Eastern descent looking and not European descent looking, that therefore... Um, that is a uh, not a white man quote white man's religion. That's what they think. That's one of the reasons. So by supporting the um, the Islamic faith, or not or not criticizing it, I should say, not supporting it, but not criticizing it, they are in line with the 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 um, the justice that the world needs. When in reality, Muhammad was. Wider than Jesus by a country mile. You can read the Hadith where it talks about the Sabayarikari, Sahari Muslim, the, the, the strongest Hadith. I didn't say those words right, forgive me, but if someone is a Muslim listening to this, they know what I was saying. Where he's described with white shins and white skin, and, and if you compared him to a black man, it's like it's it's you could be put to death. Where he had black slaves, he had black slaves, and, the, and he, they were valued at half the price or a third of the price, something like that. He called them raisin heads. Um, he compared Satan to a, uh, a, a black man with long hair was one of his slaves who was well built. So this is Islam. They throw homosexuals off the roofs. We just say, hey, we don't support your lifestyle. May I pray for you? Yes, you're in sin. Yes, it's a sin to be homosexual. Yes. But I'm not going to kill you for it. You need to repent and find the Lord. In Islamic countries, they don't do that. They throw people off the roofs for it. And these people think that this is some kind of art. Do you think they would ever put Muhammad... What I'm saying is if you're going to chastise someone... Well, Muhammad was married to a six-year-old, Aisha. Consummated the marriage. That means he had sex with her at nine she hadn't even hit puberty yet. Do you think that they would put anything like that? No, because it's it's brave to pick on the Christians, right? I saw an article came out a couple days ago. Christians are the most persecuted people on earth. Christians. Most persecuted people on earth. Over 5,000 of them killed just for their faith alone. Does anyone ever talk about it? Oh, that's right. That's because it's my black brother and sisters in Africa. And it's my Asian brother and sisters in China and other places around the world where the religion is on fire. They're not worried about wokeism in America, like us, us, I'm using us, me as well, us soft Christians are in our country today. 
They're over there getting persecuted and shot with AK-47s and having to travel on buses to go to secret meetings in China. That's how the church is spreading and you can't stop the Holy Spirit. So good luck. If the if the Holy Spirit and the in the gospel spread in Rome with the strongest country in the world at that time, you, there ain't no way. Ain't no way a bunch of uh scattered around um, Islamic um, soldiers in Africa or a Chinese government is going to be able to stop it. But ain't nobody want to talk about that. Why is that? If everything's about race, it's because even if everything's about race to them, they hate Jesus even more. There's another photo of Madonna in a Looks like she's going to get married, possibly. So your bare breasts are out. It's a white dress. This is where I say it looks like she's going to get married. A white dress. Um, bare breasts. And she has one, two, three, four, five, six. Looks like six or seven baby heads that are on the dress. You know what that means. There is a person depicted as the devil. Or a demon to her right that looks like it's dying or being hung or just standing there in some type of unsat uh, unnatural manner. There are baby heads around her on the ground and on chairs. There's a woman, I think it's a woman, standing to her left with a baby head on her white gown. And she has like some type of skull or some other type of... Um, uncommon headwear during a scene of someone getting married to her left and there is a woman on the ground playing with a doll that's probably in her late 20s that's maybe trying to depict as a, as a as an infant herself but it feels um not innocent this is my opinion with the context of everything with her in the context of Vanity Fair, in the context of, of all of the way of, that Hollywood has moved, this is a pro-abortion photo where babies don't matter and they know that they're killing babies and they're celebrating it. So let's look at this article. And again, this is this this podcast, this episode is not necessarily me going after Madonna. What I'm going after is how much the world loves to destroy or try to destroy our Lord. And this is, I mean, there is no power in this per se that it doesn't do anything to Jesus, obviously. He still sits on the throne, and unless Madonna repents, he's going to toss her butt into eternal hellfire, which I hope and pray does not happen. Okay? What it does, though, it shows the, the true... The true to depravity that sinners have of not having God. Like, for instance, Sodom and Gomorrah. I brought that up earlier. Okay, Sodom and Gomorrah. There's a there's a uh, there's a there's a in Genesis. I think it's uh, forget what chapter it is. Forgive me, guys. Um, but whenever the two angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah, and they went to stay with Lot, and Sodom and Gomorrah had a whole city full of homosexual men. 
Okay? And they saw them, and they got so hyped up, so um, full of, of uh, I'm trying to keep my language clean here. They got so horny for the, for the angels, the two men, the two messengers, that they went to Lost Door and they tried to break his door down. And the two angels, they opened up the door and they blinded them. And the, and the men, it said of all ages, so that means children, teenagers, adult men, and old geezers, still were climbing over each other trying to go inside. Now, think about that for a second. Think about how dead in your sin you have to be to do that. Where you just went blind and everyone around you what are there for a purpose to try to rape these angels, these two men. They don't know that they're angels. But these two obviously physic, probably physically well built, probably gorgeous, handsome men, probably tall and muscular and clean. And they're climbing over each other. They know why they're there. They all went blind, physically blind. And it still didn't stop the enrage that they had in themselves to get a hold of these men and rape them. When the scripture talks about God giving them up to their sin, like the pharaohs and everything else, we're seeing the depths the, that humans will go, the how horrible creatures that we are and how horrible creatures we are the ones that aren't saved. So, I'm using this as an example to show you that we can get pretty bad. You don't think that they're going to get pretty bad on magazines and, and, and um, social media and laws and everything else? It wouldn't stop a, a, a city full of men that went blind. I mean, think about it. So if me and you were going to go into a store... And they say they had a, just a bag of money. Say it was say it was ten thousand dollars. Say it was a million dollars. And say me and you, while uh, the, yeah, I'm talking to you, listening. So say your name is Bill or your name is Susie. Say all three of us. Say me, Bill, and Susie. So John Newbie, Bill, and Susie. We walk into a store because we get told there's ten million dollars in there. And as soon as we walk in, we get sh blinded by some type of angelic looking creature, and we're blind, and we can't see. And we're falling over each other. I understand that's a lot of money, but I'm going to back off, bro. I'm going to back off. That's what $10 million. This was just to grab a hold of these two angels in there. I'm using this as an example to show you how far and how wicked we can, we can be. So let's look at, let's listen to this article. I did a Pepsi challenge with an article. I took one of the first five, ten articles on Google and typed in Vanity Fair, like I asked you to do, and I'm going to read this article. I don't know if it's pro or con. It's a Pepsi challenge. It's, it's, a, it's a hidden taste. Let's see. It's an Easter egg, if you don't like the metaphor of a Pepsi challenge. I'm showing my age again. All right, so let's read it. Okay. So it already starts off pretty bad, or for, or I guess it would it would substantiate my claim of what I've been saying this whole podcast. Madonna fans 
have plenty of reasons to celebrate this week. After announcing her 2023 celebration tour on Instagram, the Queen of Pop was unveiled as the cover star of the three different European editions of Vanity Fair. The pop legend, 64, 64-year-old woman acting like this, fronts the first cover, the first ever icon issue, a collaboration between Italian, French, and Spanish versions of the glossy in-full version Mary mode, decked out in a gilded Dulce & Gabbana headpiece with vintage veal. So Dulce & Gabbana... She's wearing their clothes. I don't know if they're related to this, her actions. I'm not saying that, but she's wearing her clothes. Madonna's two-day cover shoot with photographers uh, Luigi and Lango involved a crew of more than 80 people was styled by her longtime collaborator, um, Eklund, and saw the superstar dressed up designs by John Galliano from Mason, blah, Gucci, blah, 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 blah. All right. Okay, now let's go right here. Madonna puts her own spin on The Last Supper. Mm. Religious iconography abounds throughout the spread, you don't say. With Madonna recreating The Last Supper in another Vignetti... No, oh, I didn't say that word right. <laughs> this time surrounded exclusively by women. Oh, of course it is. and Because it's all about empowerment, right? And they can have that empowerment, by the way, the empowerment of of uh, mocking the Lord. And this very special issue, very special issue. So this is a special. Madonna becomes Madonna again, an icon. Not just the embodiment of a musical trend or a style of dress, but a figure as dis, uh, disturbing as she is sacred. Ah. Yeah, because little kids singing like a virgin means you're sacred. She has been she has given herself up body and soul to creativity of our photographers. Okay. Luigi and um Iango. So we need to pray for Luigi and Iango and Madonna here at the end. To redraw with them three decades after like a virgin. Oh, that's funny. Look at the irony in that. That uh the contours of her relationship to religion. Paintings more than photos. Reinterpretations more than representations well madonna you're definitely not representing the lord jesus at all so oh and then of course they go on to say an accompanying interview the papa don't preach performer discusses her catholic upbringing and relationship to spirituality as well as a feminism sexuality the patriarchy and parenting her six children and of course her upcoming return to the stage yeah so, does this person say anything that would represent what the majority of Christians feel, who is the majority of the population on the earth, by the way, that this is disturbing and disrespectful? Do you think Elena Flashman, or Fishman, with Page6.com would, and they got Page6 style, do you think that they would have wrote this in the same context and nature if it was Muhammad with, uh, let's say, because um, he did he did uh, marry a six-year-old. So let's say that he's um, um, robbing the cradle. So put like a bank robber sitting in a cradle, right? Let's just go, let's go with this, right? Let's go with uh, creativity here. So a guy dressed up like a bank robber, like the funny ones from the cartoons, with the with the, uh, the black over their eyes and uh, a, 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 
a gray sack with a dollar sign written on it, sitting in a cradle, um, robbing a cradle, right? And a, and a pacifier is all around. And um, that, and uh, black men chained up with, let's say, gold chains, right? Gold chains. So instead of a set of iron chains for a slave, we'll make it gold because it's about uh, reinterpretation, not representation, right? And and that would go with the um, that would go with how he viewed black people, how Muhammad viewed black people as lower than them. So he would use some type of negative stereotype to do that. Why not? And a bunch of black slaves with books upside down, showing that they're ignorant. Because that's what he believed. And in gold chains. Do you think that Vanity Fair would put that on their cover? Do you think? No. Of course they wouldn't. Of course they wouldn't. Because it's only brave to mock the Lord Jesus. Well, God will not be mocked. And we go to the Apostle Paul's letter of Galatians. Do not be deceived. Galatians 6, I'm sorry. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So, I don't, again, I don't say this with glee or happiness if someone gets thrown into hell all i say though is that when someone does get thrown into hell i say it after it happens with glee and happiness because i know that person was righteously judged and it's our judge jesus exercising his power and i know it was done righteously so that's what i'm celebrating you get me so we prayed for the Paul brother, Logan Paul, or Jake Paul, whatever it was, is in that last podcast that I did, or one of the last few podcasts I did where he um, talks about Jesus. So this, we're going to start doing this on my podcast, if, uh, and it'll probably be every, every episode because it's always someone being disrespectful to the Lord. But we're going to do as Jesus told us and commanded for us to pray for our enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So that is what Jesus commanded. So that is what we are going to do. So please bow your heads or if you're driving, just say it with your heart or say it, uh, repeat after me or however you want to do it. Just let's come to the Lord in prayer. And let me find those two gentlemen's name again on my phone or my computer. One second. Um, one of them is Luigi. I can remember that easily, obviously. Um, where'd it go? Okay, found it. All right. All right. Heavenly Father, the Bible says we're two or more gathered, that you are with them. So, Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of your eternal Son, Jesus Christ, who died and rose again, who is the sacrifice of sin and who died and resurrected and came on his own will and who all things are created by him and through him and who glorifies you. We pray in his name, in Jesus Christ's name, that Luigi and 
Longo, who were involved in the Madonna Vanity Fair spread, who blasphemes your eternal son. We pray that the eternal spirit convict their hearts and they turn and repent of their sin and they come to know your son, who is the only way to you, Father. Holy Spirit, I pray for wisdom and guidance that what, whatever sound theological doctrine the Madonna did know as a child or through her early upbringing, that it come back in her life and she come to seek you Holy Spirit, give her guidance and wisdom. And I pray that they repent and I pray that they be born again. And Heavenly Father, we pray this in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen.